guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast, man. I am so grateful to have all of you here on board. I'm going to hurry up and connect my other microphone. So I just made a switch and you guys probably may have heard. And so here we are today. Okay, we're getting into the video aspect, the in-action aspect of, you know, holding surveys and conducting surveys in the workplace. So again, anonymity, this is your word for today. That means being anonymous, meaning no one knows who you are. See, when it comes to surveys, you never put your name, right? You never put your name because again, they'll know who you are, right? So it's kind of like when I get satisfaction surveys, not surveys, but uh, you know, post-workshop questionnaires, when uh, I had you know, done some of these workshops at you know, KTB and other places, you know, the majority of them, they would always get five, 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 four, five, four, five. So on a scale one through five, I would always get a 4.8. And the reason why obviously it's not that high is because one of the questions for some ridiculous reason is, do you understand English better? And it's like, what? And of course, people on a scale one through five, it's going to be like a two or a three, because of course, they're not going to come out of a writing workshop saying, oh yeah, I understand English now. A really bad question. But nonetheless, the anonymity is very, very important, right? Because some people believe if they put their name, uh, you know, uh, I may, they may be zeroed in on or they might be held accountable on a couple other things. So in this video, we're going to be discussing, well, there are two today, right? In this video, it's about Lens Furniture Designs planning to do a staff satisfaction survey, right? Vanessa, she's the sales and marketing manager. She discusses the survey with Ralph. He's a sales executive on her team. So the question is, do they feel the, uh, do they feel the same? Okay, do they both feel the same about the survey? And you could ask yourself, okay, can you think of any other objections staff members might have to the survey? Now, remember, if you want to have all the write-up, the email and everything that I'm going to be discussing and all that good stuff, make sure you sign up for my wonderful Business English Podcast badge, which is on Podia, which is obviously in the link down in the description, $30 a month, and you get one free hour of coaching, a lot of different exclusive podcasts, audio casts, and one free webinar per month. All right? So in saying that, let's get into uh, this wonderful audio. Three, two, one. Here it is. Oh, there you go. Uh, can I help you, Ralph? These are the surveys Serena wanted us to do. Uh, is this everyone's? Everyone from sales and marketing, yes. Great. I'll pass them on to Serena. What did you think of the survey, by the way? I'm not really sure. I don't understand why it was only our department that had to do it. It was a trial. Serena wanted to get some feedback from our department before giving it to the whole company. Oh, I see. Well, in that case, you can tell her we thought it was a waste of time. We? <laughs> As I collected the questionnaires, I spoke to everyone that did it, and everyone felt they couldn't answer some of the questions honestly. Which questions? Well, you know, questions like, do you agree that the senior managers demonstrate strong leadership skills? I mean, you can't really say no, can you? Of course you can. That's why you don't have to add your name. It's anonymous. They can still find out who we are. Maybe if we didn't have to log in before we took this survey, then people would feel they could be more honest. I'll tell Serena what you said, but I'm pretty sure she'll stick to her guns on this one. Okay, I don't tell her I said that. Don't worry. I'll just say it was general feedback from the team. Thanks, Ralph. 
Huh. There it is. So, in saying that, Serena, she's like, I don't think she'll stick to her guns. On You know, I think she will stick to her guns on this one. And that obviously means, you know, holding her ground and not, you know, thinking otherwise. But see, the thing of the surveys is, just like I said before I even played that, is the simple fact that if people feel like they will be targeted, they're not going to tell the truth. So do you believe that the senior managers present strong leadership skills? Of course, they can't really disagree, can they? If they put their name on it, or if it's a survey, like through their, you know, their account. You see what I mean? So again, it's kind of like, oh my God, I remember, what was it? It was so funny. Um, uh, at the end of private courses at my last job, and again, I give a lot of details into my last job because this is the ugly state that it was in. This is obviously more than four years ago. And I remember I was teaching, oh, I hate to say this, but they were Rungsit University students. Now, Rungsit University students, if they can't get into the top five big universities here in Thailand, Chulalongkorn, Tamasat, Kaset, Mahidol, and let's say Silapakon or Sinakarin, right? If they can't get in there and all they could do is just buy their way into a college, Rangsit University and another university by the name of ABAC and another one by the name of Bangkok University are the three universities they could buy their education, right? That's the whole under the table slash brown envelope here in Thailand. So what you have then, you have a lot of these upscale students who believe they know everything that go to these universities because they weren't accepted into other ones. So the difficulty with teaching these students is that they don't want to learn. And the fact that they don't want to learn and they're sitting in your class for about an hour and 40 minutes. And then at the end of the, what is it? At the end of the course, the front office staff says, hey, can you please fill out this questionnaire? They end up giving you like really bad ratings. And I'm like, wait, what? So I was teaching these four students. I don't believe, I forgot what they wanted uh, to do, but there was one of them that was pretty cool. I think she followed me through 2018 that she disappeared which is perfectly fine. Um, but there were three other girls. They didn't want to learn from the book. They didn't want to do anything. It was one of the most difficult classes for me to teach. And it's crazy because I taught it with another guy who would just open up the book and go page by page. And a lot of these students, especially on the outskirts of Bangkok, uh, that go to these very posh universities, that's what they want. They don't want you to think outside the box. It's all about being an architect and doing what's in the book and that's it, okay? You're not there to inspire. You're not there to give them life direction or anything. You're there to just open the book and just guide them and try to create discipline in the lack of discipline that they already have. So at the conclusion of the course, I remember, and this was in 2017, this is when everything began going right down the drain, right? And it was weird because I think the manager who didn't even want to give me classes when I first, uh, when I first uh, started working there because I, I was actually the second quote-unquote black teacher there. Remember, I've discussed this before. She said, oh, um, at some point, I remember I was talking and she said, oh, your four students gave you guys a really bad review. And I'm like, what? I was shocked because I'm like, wait, what? She, they were like, yeah, you didn't really do, you didn't practice listening and you didn't practice this. I said, they all agreed in class that the book was born and that they didn't want to do listening. That's what they agreed to. And it's crazy because when you're speaking to someone who lacks leadership, teachers are never able to give their thoughts 
on the whole, you know, on, on, on in basically everything. But what ends up happening is you're never able to fight back. It's kind of like the 1990s. If you were an athlete in the 1990s, the news is going to call you out and you cannot defend yourself. However, in present day and all thanks to social media, you're able to defend yourself now. So looking back on that situation and seeing that they had complained and I'm like, wait, they said the books were born. They said that they don't want to do this or do that. And the manager was just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I'm like, oh, see, that's poor leadership skills because you're only getting one side of the argument. Yet you already knew what those four clowns were already in class to do. They didn't want to do anything. And so me having shared that class with another teacher who was basically a textbook teacher, right? It was difficult and I came under fire and I took all the blame. So these satisfaction surveys, they should also ask teachers about upper management and about the head teacher especially because I would be able to berate him in so many ways. Like there should be, now uh, there's a head teacher to those language centers, right? And luckily the one I work for now, they don't have a head teacher, right? I love it. But for that specific language center, there is a head teacher. And I think there should be a yearly review to review him and see if he's suitable for the job. Either there should be a meeting that's held or we should be given surveys. And if he doesn't make the cut, there should be consideration to remove him. But if you just elect someone to become a head teacher and he has preconceived notions and doesn't like you based on his personal feelings of you calling him out, guess what? I'm never able to defend myself. I'm never able to say, listen, I can teach that. He could say, no, you can't. I'm like, look here. And he doesn't want to look at facts, right? He's all in his personal feelings. So in saying that, people, what I'm trying to say is it has to work both ways. If, if you're able to express your feelings to upper management and write down the comments and say, oh, I believe that they should do this, 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 this. And if this not even close to being considered, then why are we doing the surveys? Going back to obviously what uh, Ralph had said, he said, I believe it's a waste of time. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Just like those course reports of me writing write-ups for these students saying, oh yeah, you did this, you did that, you did a fantastic, no, it's a waste of time, in my opinion. So in saying that people, and going forward now, we're gonna listen to the next part of the video, okay, to see what happened obviously after Serena had spoke to Joe, okay? And so we're gonna go through this and let me hurry up and give you the email, okay? And it says this, good morning, Serena. Hope you had a good weekend. Now that you have some feedback on the trial survey, we did the sample group. There are a few things I would like to discuss before we launch the process with the whole company. Number one, general feedback from sales marketing team. Number two, cost. Number three, anonymity. Four, type of survey, type of questions, okay? There should be some with open-ended questions, as I said in the previous podcast. Follow up with focus groups and what we do with the results. Like, seriously, what do you do with the results? Are you going to publish it? Are you going, is there going to be action that will be taken behind that? Because if not, then what's the, what's the point? What is the point? Now, me, I know my capabilities. And every time I went to the bank, I always got an extremely high score. It wasn't for my ego. It's because I know my capabilities. Even if I were to get some feedback, I would look at it and say, okay, is that, is that like reliable? Is that coming from a reliable source? 
Absolutely. As opposed to the other one I had told you about with that garbage company with Swarovski, them saying, oh, he uses his arms too much. See, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Number one. Number two, I need to know. I don't want to know who said that, but I want to know who it's coming from in a way that, guess what? I'm here to do you service. Don't you ever disrespect me. Because the moment you start doing personal attacks is the moment I could walk right out of this goddamn door. And that's the power that I have now, as opposed to four years, having this specific company shoved down my throat by the guy that had his personal feelings all hurt when I called him out. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So in saying that, what we're going to do is listen to the second video and keeping those little, you know, those concepts and things in mind. And we got a few other things from there. So here we go. We have Joe and Serena, and Joe is obviously just completely ignoring Serena in this little room. Oh, Serena, Joe. thanks for coming in. Uh, as you know, I wanted to talk to you about the trial of the staff satisfaction survey. Right. Do you want to discuss the points in your email? Uh, absolutely. Uh, firstly, what was the general feedback from the sales and marketing team about the survey? Well, not great, to be honest. Vanessa told me that they thought it was a waste of time. Oh, really? Yes, but it doesn't... Hang on. Just a sec. <laughs> okay, Joe sucks because he has his phone interrupted during the meeting. Pretty funny. Um, oh, dear. Oh, my God. Shall I come back? No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus. Sorry about that. We all have those people. So the feedback wasn't good. That's right. They were worried about some of the questions. The problem is, they didn't feel they could really be honest answering questions about senior management. Did you tell them that it's an anonymous survey? Yes, but according to Vanessa, they didn't believe that. Yeah, I thought the question of anonymity might be a problem. So, what do you suggest? I'm convinced that we should go ahead with the survey anyway. After the first year, when everyone has seen that the survey really is anonymous, the staff will trust it more, and they'll be happy to answer the questions honestly. But for the first year we do the survey, how can we convince people that it really is anonymous if they have to log in? Well, I'm suggesting that all surveys that are uploaded to the system don't have any names attached to them. They just have a number, and there's no way to connect a number to a name. So we couldn't match a person to a survey even if we wanted to. I'll explain this to the staff before we ask them to take the survey. I'm sure they'll understand. Okay, but I had another idea. What about using a paper form? That way, people wouldn't have to log in at all. I think it would be more successful in the long term if we use an online survey. It will make it easier to collect data and compare the results for each year. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, did you also consider a comment section? Yes, but I think it would be a lot better for everybody if we use questions with a score from 1 to 5, rather than having open-ended questions or adding a comment section at the end. This way, we'll be able to get accurate data that can be compared from year to year. Okay, if you're sure. Definitely. So, what about the other things on my email? Well, apart from the things we've discussed, there's cost. That's right. Should we do an internal survey or hire an external consultant to do it? Internal. It will be much cheaper. 
Are you sure we can make a survey which is as good as one created by specialists? I've done a lot of research and I'm convinced we can create a very detailed survey which will provide useful results. Well, good. And how about the results? Do you think we should publish them? I've thought about that and yes, I think we should publish the results in our e-newsletter so that the staff can see that we're happy to reveal the results, whatever they are. Okay then. It looks like you have everything planned. Let's go ahead and do the survey with the whole company, as you suggested. Great. It's all prepared, so I'll send you an email with the details later today. Fantastic. Thanks, Serena. Oh, my God. So, the thing is, I don't like, Serena, that she said we should not have a comment section and to get, like, empirical data. I understand that with the one through five. But if you're not able to express your opinion, that's not good. And Serena, her reaction to that question, she's like, no, 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 because we're not going to be, be able to compare it to other years. See, Serena is scared that she would come under fire with open-ended questions and comment section. Because guess what? When you have open-ended questions and they correlate from one year to another and they, ju they just perpetuate themselves, that means there is a significant issue. But if someone just keeps saying two out of five, two out of five, two out of five, two out of five, there's nothing really going to happen if you don't know exactly about the two, and, and two out of five and going into detail with that. So I think if you rate anything below a three out of five, I think a comment little thing should pop up and explain why you think that is. I think that's better. Now, open-ended questions, okay. You know, but when it comes to you giving a low rating, you should be able to express your opinion to that low rating. So instead of just having open-ended questions or a comment section at the end, they can literally just, you know, explain why to that specific question, why that is. Because if you get comments all related to the same thing, then of course it's going to end up, you know, um, it's going to end up being that problem that they're going to have to address. So again, and if they know your style of writing, you're going to have to be very, very careful, right? Because if you're, like for instance, if I were, to could always write, um, what is it? Always write my course reports and stuff like that, given the fact that I only just use like the simple and compound sentences. If we were to do a survey and there was a comment section and I ended up calling out that fool, they would end up saying, okay, we know that this is him. Let's take away some of his work. Do you see what I mean? It's never fair. And considering that I was the only rebellious one, the one that wanted more and wanted to get better in that company, it wouldn't have fared very well for me at all. So I think holding meetings on a monthly basis, and we used to do that back in 2015 when I was new to the company. You know, the, what is it? The manager, she would buy pizza. There would, got, would be a guy that comes over and train an IELTS, a terrible trainer, by the way. We didn't learn anything in regards to that. There was no follow-up email. There was nothing, just terrible. This is what happened when you have a whole bunch of wife tours and sex tours as your teachers at a goddamn tutorial center. And then, you know, we had a couple of other ones. There was a guy by the name of, ooh, as a matter of fact, I saw this guy. Uh, I believe this was in February or March before the shutdown. I think his name was, I forgot. He, he had a down South accent. He's from America. But I saw him teaching at the McDonald's that I had normally ate before I shot off to my company where I would train at. He was obviously teaching online. But in saying that, I saw him maybe, oh my God, six years prior to that. 
Okay, to that moment this year, 2021, I saw him about 15, uh, back in 2015. He came over and tried teaching us how to teach SAT, but it didn't work. See, there are teacher trainers and then there are trainers that train students. If you can't train a teacher how to teach in a particular way, then what's the point? And so in saying that, that's just ill-prepared, obviously, dealing with people who, I mean, I, I guess they, they just really don't have their heart in it and whatnot. But anyways, in saying that, people, there's a lot to consider. So if you work for a business or if you're listening to this podcast and you would like to hold surveys, all these things would be very, very useful for you. Be very careful. Now, I'm giving you, obviously, my storytelling, but also saying and keeping in mind about what they were speaking about and what I was against in regards to Serena. And again, being able to have those employees express their opinion. So in saying that, guys, that was a wonderful one, man. I'm going to be doing an in-company interview. I can't believe I didn't do the interview last time, but we're going to be, oh, as a matter of fact, I think we already did an interview, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, guys, in saying that, stay tuned for more Over and Out.